everybody. Welcome to Improv FAQ at length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we have as a special guest, our good friend, Alan Smock joining us. Yeah. Hey guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man, I'm pumped to talk for uh, a couple reasons. One is that uh, you got a big move and a baby on the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. might be, uh, a, 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 ch a chance to squeeze in a podcast uh, for the next little while once those two things kick in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I, I put all my life changes all at once. So we're moving <laughs> on Friday. We're starting to move on Friday, and then on Monday uh, she's being induced, and we're having a baby. So wow. <laughs> excited for and so which is so weird because it's like th this is like a message to the future because this this will come out like next friday and you know five days after uh the induction so when i'm gonna be stressed like what was i thinking oh my god can we do a podcast after the baby just so we can have some contrast like before and after it won't be this quiet in the background <laughs> um so uh the top, the main topic for this episode is going to be about status, which I'm excited to get into. It's a really right. big topic, um, it, but uh, we have kind of a subtopic that we wanted to pick your brain about uh, first, which I'll throw to Bob. Yeah, because uh, I just think it's an important topic and something we've talked about a few times. But when, as we were talking about this, uh, and the topic is self promotion and promoting your own things, and also promoting things within a community, and every time we had this topic I, I i've either mentioned alan or thought about him because anytime we've had a town hall meeting or it within conversation like alan's the go-to guy at go like he is the one we use as as the bar as far as like getting your info out there on social media and other things and just letting people know like hey i got a show coming up this week and next week check it out rather than waiting to the day of or expecting i don't know the theater to do it for you uh, and I was just wondering, is there a philosophy behind that, Alan, or is there like something that got you into it or, you know, what's up? <laughs> I mean, well, I've been, I started doing, uh, I guess it's somewhat a habit from when I was doing stand up, which was yeah. like, uh, you know, just posting where you're going to be because you want people to come see you. Uh, I guess the philosophy behind it is if, uh, if you don't post it, nobody knows it, you know, there's, there's so much stuff where like, if, if you don't say it's happening, how's anyone supposed to know? that it's happening like or in a little bit of it it's also like if i don't post it then when someone says oh you, how come i didn't know you had a show i can be like motherfucker you didn't look <laughs> just look right? and see yeah, i've got a show yeah. <laughs> you can guilt people real nice with that yeah. <laughs> i completely agree i think some of the people i think some some of the other performers get like a little hiccup like uh oh man i want spam or stuff like that. And I, and my answer is it's social media. People chose to follow you. What, yeah. what do you have to lose? If you just mentioned, it's not like you're, you're going to their house and knocking on their door and dragging them to the theater. It's just, it's a simple yeah. post. Yeah. And you can mix it up too. You know, I, I try to like, usually like post, like not do one post reach show. Like what I was doing with, uh, with go, especially it was easy. Cause like I would get my schedule like a month in advance. So I could just put, 
make one image, put every single date on it, almost as if it was like a little mini tour or whatever, just drop it on there and then post the one image. uh, And then people could reference that. Like I could set it as a featured image wherever, a cover photo if I wanted to. Like I I could do whatever I wanted there. People could just reference it if they were that interested. uh, And then I could go about my day. Yeah. So, and I've seen that in the Go Comedy community. Um, I I didn't realize, is that something that you kind of, uh, we're a trendsetter for was like yeah. um, maybe uh, <laughs> postcard, um, or it, it would be like like a, like a band flyer, but like yeah, in, <laughs> for, for, yeah. I was just taking whatever random photo was on my uh, was on my camera roll for that that week or whatever that looked nice, and I would just stick some dates on it and try to grab a slop a slogan on top of it or something like that. <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is that like if you really want it to avoid uh spamming you got to find a way to, to to kind of like advertise it all in the same place or at once um so that that is i mean it's simple but it is more effective than probably spamming people because 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 yeah. then people are like yeah i see you posting but like i can't keep track of what you're doing and like facebook isn't a really effective search engine so it's like yeah it's hard I, I side note on that. Do you guys, I, when I have um, like an event with Facebook, I'm like, I, I'll click events on like the home kind of side menu or whatever, and it'll give me all these fucking like suggested events. I'm like, no, I want to know which ones I signed up for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yeah. can never figure that out. Well, so I just, those are the people who are paying, <laughs> I'm guessing, you know, like, yeah. And that's that, that's another reason why self promotion or you know group promotion is so important is because there's all those algorithms in Facebook that that stop you know the the people who are using it for free from getting their their shit seen you know like Ford and other big companies are are paying for promotion they're going to trump you every time so you you got to get out there you know and the more people who are posting the more more eyes can get on your advertisement you know especially if you want people to show up to your your shows your virtual shows or whatever's going on yeah <laughs> like in with events you actually have to hit the invite thing if you just share right. it they're not invited they're not going to see it and then yeah. like once you have the event out there it's smart like a couple like a week before and a couple days before just to post something in there so it pops back up again on everyone's reminders and just lets them know like oh like it's just about like being there and being seen like i the most important part to me and like the the only way i've been able to get any sort of success doing this is just being there and being seen and just having my face seen make yourself pop up in whatever way you can uh, because people see you and go oh that that's a guy who does comedy it yeah. also shows that you love what you're doing and mm-hmm. if you're excited about a show it makes other people excited about your show if you're blase about it it, it doesn't drum up as much interest yeah it's like if i was to be like guys there's an album that this improv troupe i made the bureau uh and you can buy it right now at gocomedy.bandcamp.com like if i was just like to say that enough times throughout the course of this whole uh interview then maybe someone might go to gocomedy.bandcamp.com and buy that album yeah <laughs> now they know you gotta put well, it. Well. <laughs> um oh 
Is that real? You guys got a comedy album? Coming oh, out? yes, we do. That is a real album. It's very good. You should listen to it at gocomedy.bandcamp.com. Oh, I love comedy, so I'm going to go to gocomedy.bandcamp.com and check it out. I said that completely wrong. I'm not good with names, Alan. That's why I need you to print stuff. 45-minute <laughs> commercial for, for, for the album. I think we did that on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, really though, it, it is just about uh, making the effort, right? Is a, is that mm-hmm. whether it's because people are self conscious about spamming, or I, I also relate to the idea of uh, not putting the appropriate amount of excitement beyond behind some of my own work. I, I always get as soon as I'm done with something, I, I get excited to move on to the next thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, like eh, don't worry about checking this one out, you know? <laughs> just, yeah, it's not a good attitude to have uh, to promote anything, but um. So, so that that that's great. I think that those that's just like nice uh, general um, encouragement for people to put themselves out there. Um, let's jump over to our main topic here, which is status. And uh, this is a topic that you selected, Alan. So, do you want to do you want to just start by telling us what you had in mind? Uh, I just I. One, I didn't see uh, anyone had uh, an episode called Status. Uh, two, I mean, I I, I feel like uh, I feel like status is one of the most important and, and sometimes overlooked or not taught really fully until much later in improv. Uh, but like the all of life kind of comes down to status. So like it's uh, improv is as much a study as of our own real lives as it is you know, a study of how to make people laugh or just to be ourselves on stage or whatever. Like every interaction you have is going to have some sort of status transaction or, or some sort of uh, shift. And like, there's going to be, I don't know, just different ways that you can play with it that just really make an improv scene and take it to the next level. Yeah. I mean, well said I think that that frames it really strong. Yeah. Perfect. Like, Status is one of those uh, ways of framing things that is universal. Like you can really apply it to anything or it can be kind of at the root of um, an entire approach to play things like, which I would compare to things like game of the scene um, or that's it. I, uh, uh, you know, there's like there's like a game of the scene. There's there's the idea of just like just act and then and then uh, follow follow the uh, the truth. It's almost, that's mm-hmm. kind of the same sort of principle to me. Status. Um, the interesting thing for me about status is that, uh, as far as I know, it's a little bit more common in like uh, UK improv or like the theater sports of uh, Keith Johnstone. Yeah, yeah, um, and his that's... pro. Yeah, that's I mean, that that book, when I read that book and that especially that section on status, like it completely opened up and changed the way I thought just about both improv and just sort of life kind of in general and being a a comedian and comedy in general, Uh, because I, I really think like at the bottom of everything there's going to be status like regardless like game of the scene half the time the game of the scene is that someone has status that they shouldn't have or something like that they're like you know someone is being made the buffoon but what is someone being made the buffoon it means that they're losing their status in the scene yeah or perceived status yeah yeah perceived status yeah 
one of those few things that say as much about the character as the relationship between the characters within the scene. And it can be used emotionally in that emotional way. Um, yeah, because if uh, you have two two characters and one has the title of boss, another is employee, but the employee doesn't give the boss high status. You you have, you know, like uh, it, it's it's interesting because it's unusual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you said once once you is that that's like the first place that you kind of picked up the concept of status or i mean you know you hear about status here and there but i don't know that that impro book really uh and i kind of touched up on a little bit of it uh prior to this just to kind of remember some of what really opened my mind because like what what really hits me about um the way he explains it is like status is not like it's more of a verb than it is an adjective in a way <laughs> status is almost a choice that you're making about like it's a reaction in a sense like like i you say something to me and like whatever i say back is going to either raise or lower my status one way or the other and how i react to you is going to completely dynamically change how the entire scene and the the, the next line is going to be is going to come out because it's a reaction. It's not just like I have status over you because I will never just have status over you about anything. Like you could grab status on anything else. Like there's, it's constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love framing it as a, uh, you say a verb more than an adjective. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it is constantly, it's like a constant shifting thing or, uh, or, or more of a dance, a pull, a push and pull. Um, yeah. yeah because and again whether or not like the the higher and lower status is always maintained it's it's like to different degrees um or you know i just love like i think it makes me think of like uh when low status characters try to be like tongue tongue in cheek or like uh sort of passive aggressive um right. mm -hmm. characters to like slide one by and it's like well that that really is like kind of playing at the like salvaging of, of self status or self-esteem for that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so sometimes like when I, that, when I read that, the, the impro book, it made me feel stoned. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, man. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you open up all these doors, man. I've never walked through brother. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. It's like a, it's like a current. It's like electromagnetism and thermal nuclear, and then status, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like gravity for like people's social standing. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. So when you or, or let me ask, let me ask you, Bob. Uh, do you remember? Uh, I'm guessing because you're a narrative player and, and you like to play uh, character and story more, that status is probably something that that has come up for you. Yeah. Um, what do you know when it came up uh, when you first came across it, or when you started to really focus on it? I I can tell you the exact moment. Um, there was a there was a workshop with Jamie Moyer and one of the one of the other students in the in the workshop who happened to be female started talking to her about like, Oh, I always get stuck playing the mom and I always get stuck playing the girlfriend. And I'm kind of sick of that. 
And and Jamie talked about it in our episode because I think I brought it up too. Um, she said that those are just titles. You know, think about the status of these characters, you know, and how uh, and the relationship between the characters, you know, just because someone's mom doesn't make them a good mom. Not every mom is good. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Peg Bundy, who is a mother, but she's not a great mom. So just because someone calls you something doesn't mean you have to take that submissive or, you know, uh, leave it to beaver mom status. You you can you can rise above that and actually, you know. It's because someone thinks they're the head of the household. You can be the neck and turn the head, hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, so for, for you guys, how does it change the way that you play in more of like a practical sense? Cause this concept is really, really great. But, but like, do you, do you have uh, memories of when you kind of put it into practice on stage and, and like what kind of like action that changes for the way that you play? I'm always bad at uh, coming up with specific scenes or whatever because I'm like, I forgot every scene I've ever done in my entire life. I mean, specifics aside, like, like you, yeah, it doesn't have to be a particular scene, but like, like once once you really get hit by that, uh, like game of the scene definitely changes at least you know one way that I approach a scene and and I I look for different things or I, or I make different moves. Static mm-hmm. is actually as a side note here, not something that I've ever heavily focused on. Um, and so I'm just kind of curious for you guys, like, uh, does it change? Like, what are some ways that it changes the way that you play or influences it? I, I think one, uh, I, I, I will, I like to come out, uh, cause like, you know, when you first step out, you're supposed to make a choice, you know, like when when you first step out into a scene to initiate or whatever, make a single choice. A lot of times I'll just decide, okay, am I high or low status in this scene? And if you if you can even start with that, uh, then you start playing something in that's you know there's uh, there's also like body language stuff too because body language is so heavily involved inside of status and the way that you hold and carry yourself and express yourself through body language uh, can definitely be like influence that and i myself am a uh definitely i i think i gravitate towards low status characters uh like i'm like uh usually like twitchy and like unsure of myself i play that kind of character like who kind of seems reserved or, or like held back um but like i can just walk out and just kind of be in that thing and look at the other person and they can look at me and notice what status I'm playing and then say something to me, you know, knowing, you know, am I above or below them? Are they better than me? Are they worse than me? Am I their boss? Are they my boss? Uh, There's so many things you can tell just like by, by that initial body language, which you can, you know, just pick a status A or B kind of binary. Would you say, because you know, you like to pick, you, you, you tend to, you know, go for the lower status that if you've done a couple of scenes where you're low status, you purposely would pick a higher status character just for variety's sake. Uh, wait, sorry. I... So if you tend to yeah. like, let's say you, you were doing, a couple, yeah, we, we were doing a couple of scenes in a row that you were low status, like, well, this is scene three. I, I should pick high status no matter what. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'll I'll, I'll try to come out and be someone if I'm going to do a different character then yeah, I would definitely be like maybe it's time for something a little higher status so I'm not just the same guy in every single thing. And the other thing like uh it gets cuz you can you can make choices with that too, right? Like you can be you can come out and be like I'm going to be a low status person but uh, and the other person might say a line that doesn't establish who I am. But I'm gonna be like, well, I'm gonna mention that I'm his boss. Yeah. And now I'm a low. St- everyone sees. Everyone can tell that this guy is better than me, or that I feel inferior to him, or, or like have lowered my status. But everyone also can see, oh, I'm his boss. So how's that gonna change things? And then you know the scene goes on from there. But like I, you can pick, you can play the opposite. You can pick a social status and then pick an actual you know, uh, physical embodiment of that status to raise or lower yourself to that person. And it's very interesting when you do that. I mean, I think that's what's the interesting psychological thing about the Michael Scott character from The Office, right? You have a mm-hmm. guy who wants high status at all. Like, I want to be respected. I also yes. want to be liked. And those those two wants come into conflict. Like, what does high status mean to me at any particular time? And you see him struggling with that almost yeah. every episode. And I think that's what makes him such a full, interesting character. Yeah. And people constantly challenge his status. Like if he was oh, just yeah. high status the whole time, then it wouldn't be a good show, but co- people are constantly calling into question how big of an idiot he is. And that right. makes great comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can, um, you can also, you know, you know, you can go for high status, but it also really depends on your, uh, on your partner too. Is it, even if you're like you're like ah, I've done the low status thing for the last two or three scenes, I should probably switch it up and be high status. The title that's where like the real and perceived status comes in, right? Is that like the title might have status, but like you said, Alan, like you can you can still subvert that or flip it on its head um, by your own choices. And then there's also what your scene partner decides to do yeah that's that's that like push and pull of the characters and also the players because maybe your partner is like oh i've 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 been i've also been low status the last (laughs) three seasons (laughs) yeah no that's and like you you kind of you know doing it enough times and thinking about it like you just it's it's not something i like I'm actively like on this on the stage going, okay, he's high status, I'm low status. I gotta go this way or this way. I gotta go this <laughs> you know. I'm not like I'm not like constantly thinking of the mechanics of how it should be or how it could go. I just each each choice you make could be funny. And I I pick the funniest choice. <laughs> and that's status. <laughs> But that you, the funniest choice will generally, when I look back and think of the scene, will be like, oh, well, that's funny because it subverted the expectation of what uh, you thought my status was going to be, as is all comedy. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and, and, and uh, I really like just attaching status to uh, physicality, too, the gesture and posture. Oh, yeah. Uh, the way you move. And, and the nonverbal ways of, of how you talk, too, because, um, you know, I, I keep comparing to Game of the Scene and, and uh, ju- just because that's another popular one, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, waving the flag for Game of the Scene by any of the means. Um, but, uh, but with Game of, Game of the Scene, you it's kind of almost a little bit more dialogue 
you know, premise driven. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to remind yourself or others um, that there has to be like phys physical expression of, of that. Mm -hmm. like what is the physical right. part of it? Not just what you say and the, the word puzzle of it, where, oh, yeah. you know, status if that's baked into it is like, well, how do you know? Like it's, it's, it's in how you present yourself and how you say the things you say so much more than yeah. what you say. Well, and we'll going to the game, that's, that is the reaction. Like, um, <clears throat> and like, uh, just to make sure we're on the same, like my understanding of how I interpret game of the scene is like through the, the, uh, what is that? Uh, UCB where it's like the, you take the first unusual thing, right. And then someone reacts to it, frames it. And then like, you just start heightening it. And right. Like that's yeah, right. basically what we're saying. Right. So, but to me, the most important part, uh, when that is being set up is the reaction is the person who frames it and goes, this is weird. You know, the person's like, what, wait, you did what? Like there's there's usually someone that that sets it up to frame so everyone everyone in the audience in the same page going okay this is weird but that that guy is probably uh, losing some status something that he thinks is happening is no longer happening and but yeah you got it's very important the physicality and the acting and the reacting uh, it, it, it all it all comes together I don't know it's all it's all intermeshed to to say. To say it's not is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we're talking about um, both game of the scene and and status. We're talking about tension and mm -hmm. someone, a character who wants high status, usually wants to keep it. So if a, and a lot of the time, a lower status character doesn't know how to get high status. So there's a tension there, and when it does yeah. happen, it's very because usually the you know the audience is uh, rooting for the underdog. So when that lower status character gets the high status, it's it's always wow a big moment, and can mm -hmm. it be reversed? And how 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 long can we play this push and pull tension? So it becomes a game within the game sometimes, and that's and the, always fun. The the to go off the tension tension thing like in a in a way this is all like status relates to social hierarchies, you know yeah. like. It's it's all like from our evolution, uh, we have established social hierarchies to essentially stop us from stabbing each other to be the highest status. If there if if we had not developed words and ways of, of communication, we would just all walk into a room and be like, okay, is can this guy murder me or not? If I think I can murder him, then I will murder him, and then all the ladies will love me. You know, <laughs> like there, there would be like, there was an actual like physical thing where this had to be evolved because like, you know, two people that both think that they deserve high status will eventually murder each other. Like the, the only way if, if you, if it keeps escalating and neither person ever backs down, it can only end with one person eventually killing the other person. That's why a lot of deaths happen for real in real life is because oh, someone is <laughs> someone does not want to lose status yeah so uh yeah i think i think in some way roll this back it there's a tension that's involved in like someone has to give who is going to give and then once that person gives comes down in status 
it just feels right because we as an audience can go, oh, thank God. I thought someone was going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, building and breaking tension is also a nice general philosophy that that, that goes again. It's, it's woven into uh, status, game of the scene, narrative, um, and, and comedy in general uh, is that building and breaking of tension. Uh, and since there, there, there is so much tension, um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like how, how much it's, uh, I think the strength of, the, of, of thinking through, about things through the lens of status is that some of the more the more important powerful aspects of theater are wrapped in it like tension and phys- physical behavior mm-hmm. whereas you don't always get that with um other approaches things like who what where or right. um game of the scene um with, with think- who what where you you can always come into who what where too just by thinking of status who am I can be like, what is my status? Uh, what am I? I don't know. Or what is happening? I guess maybe that, not that one, but like, where am I? The status in a relation to ship to location is such a big thing. Like walk into a scene. Okay. You're at a, you're at a park, right? Are you supposed to be in the park or not? If you're supposed to, your, your status relationship, like you have a status relationship, not just to characters, but to spaces, the way that you physically approach, like, like a park bench that you're not supposed to be sitting on is going to be different than the way one that you own. And that is in your backyard. So sitting on a park bench that I own, I might just be spread out legs under. No one can fuck with me. If I'm on, if I have snuck into a a park that like a walled in park and I'm sitting there, I might be sitting more like toes in hoping that nobody can see me making myself small because I'm not supposed to be there. If I'm in somebody's house, I'm going to act different than if I'm in my house because I have status. I have ownership over everything in my house except my girlfriend's room. I don't have ownership over there, so I treat it differently and with respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a are you drink? Uh, which I love because I, I think um, a lot of people play like neutral status. You know, mm-hmm. when they initiate, like, I'm not sure who I am right now, so I'm just going to stay neutral until someone comes out here and picks uh, something, and I'm just yeah. going to react. This thing just go, honestly, hey, what's up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's totally neutral. Uh, but playing Big Status, I think, is a lot of fun. I think a lot of people stick to that because it also gives them control of the scene. Uh, playing Low Status, though, is one of my favorites because it almost tends to, to force you to be a fish out of water. Because if you if you are low status, then what the fuck are you doing here? You know, yeah. low status surgeon is is awesome because like, <laughs> do you really want this guy working on you? You know, low status surgeon. <laughs> low status surgeon. <laughs> yeah, my favorite ska band, baby. <laughs> what a great! I mean, that's just Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've I've actually been watching Scrubs. Like I'm on like season six. The last three weeks, we've been watching nothing but Scrubs. And one of my favorite characters is the uh there's a very timid doctor who ends up killing everybody, and then he ends up working in a morgue. <laughs> but he's just like he has the lowest status possible, and he's one of my favorite characters. That's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, the low status is we've we've talked about it a couple times in different contexts, but um, mostly we talk about it as a way to like uh, alleviate ego or um, make sure that you're like kind of yielding or uh, playing nice with people. Is 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 like playing low status can be um, a, a nice way to do that, but it's also where a lot of the comedy comes from. Um, Absolutely. Is those low? It can be. It can be the most fun. It, it sometimes it feels like I don't know. Like it's probably there's something submissive about it that's like feels like uh, it doesn't have to be submissive though. Yeah, right. Pe- people always hear low status and think, oh, if I'm low status, I have to be like, oh God, I don't know what to do. No, I I, I could be low status right now. Just go. I don't know. No, guys, you have to listen to me, guys. No, hey, no, hey, get off, get off of that, get off of my freaking couch. What are you doing on my couch? Like, I, I am yeah. being loud and I am being exasperated and I'm being frustrated and I am being low status. Yeah, that's a great point. That it, yeah, it doesn't always have to be cowering in the corner. <laughs> yeah, no, you can be low status, oh, yeah. but you don't. That does not mean that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, one of her low status characters is uh, Edith Bunker from uh, All in the Family. Like she was very much like a loving mother, and you know Archie sat on his, for lack of a better term, his throne, his his armchair, and would just spew out this these you know <laughs> these uh, I don't know I can describe it, but like uh, just toxic words, and then she, she would come in and like nonchalantly, like without giving him shit or anything, like just put logic into it, like oh I never thought of that. I usually thought blankety blank and just like always get the lines. You, you nail them. And it's like, Oh, all right. I'm going back to the kitchen and just drop the mic. And it was, it's such a great moment. And I, I think it's one of the, one of the few characters in that show that doesn't get her due because it's, it's perfect. It's so under the radar, but it, it, it hits every time. Yeah. So here's a, here's another layer too, because, uh, what I find interesting about what you're saying, Bob, is is that like there's the again the real and perceived uh, status, yeah. and if uh, Edith comes in and and kind of makes so, uh, sense of um, Archie's stuff, um, she kind of has high status, right? That yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she does. But but maybe not maybe not a, a officially perceived low status, but has high status. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, even beyond that, there's kind of the layer of uh, of what the audience like. Uh, uh, okay, so so the example in my head, uh, which is another framing for status um, that I've come across, is uh, the white and the red, which is like a clown um, dynamic, and white is like neutral high status. Um, and uh and red is the mischief maker and so it's the white clown's uh job to keep dignity and uh try to conduct things in a, in a controlled manner um and get and get the red clown to behave that's really what it is uh and and then the red clown creates problems and uh um frustrations for the white so uh but but in that there is like the white must always 
appear to be in control, but is never actually liked by the audience. And the reverse is true for the red is that the red should always be um, perceived low status, but actually be the, the audience roots for them. Um, and so it's, it's kind of weird, right? Cause it's, it's like, you get that in improv, especially with like scenic context. It's not always, you don't always get like, um, you know, theater scene setting character, mm -hmm. whatever with, in clown, but with improv, if you have characters and then the, the, the like real and perceived status in the world of the scene, you also have a different type of status, the relationship between that character and the audience. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, I've never, I've not heard that clown thing before, but that was fascinating to me. <laughs> uh, I've never actually been able to find it anywhere, or maybe, maybe, maybe I did once. Uh, Don Colliver uh, is a clown that uh, uh, brought it to Go Comedy in a workshop once, uh, and that's how he described it and what he referred to it as. And I'm able to find it like examples of it, but I can't really find the uh, the like text of that description anywhere easily. Um, but that's my understanding of it. Uh, white and red oh, cool. uh but yeah i don't know like like what do you guys think about that or or like uh what, what are your like what what is the it, role of like the audience and that kind of like meta status you know I, again i kind of think of like um uh uh isaac and ken are very clowny right right the two-man no show what's that description that you just uh that you just gave of the white clown and the red clown was that too much different from uh, a game of a scene of the scene? It 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 isn't, um, but but, I, but what's added in there is the relationship between the audience that that the white clown, uh, because because you know with with clown these would be performances that are mm -hmm. uh, no fourth wall right the yeah. the white is kind of conducting things I, or I guess maybe like a, a modern ish example would be like a Bet and Costello. Um, where Abet is straight character, uh, keeping it together, always trying to keep Costello from being too off the rails. Yeah. Costello um, is uh, always getting frustrated and screwing things up, but the the audience likes <laughs> Costello, and when they're right. when they're riffing with the audience and each other. It's just an interesting added layer to the idea of status is is who does the audience <laughs> like and root for. Yeah. Which yeah. we don't usually get with like game of the scene. There, there's usually that sense of fourth wall. But yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. improv. Yeah, because yeah, in improv you can have two yeah, there, it's not set in stone what everyone's status is like that. But I yeah, fuck. It's good. It's trippy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man, you just opened up doors, man. <laughs> I love, I love thinking about the uh, uh, the Abbott and Costello, the uh, the who's on first scene because, like, yeah, like you do have, you know, Costello is very, you know, he's he's straight, like by all means, he's playing the high status because he's acting like the other one's an idiot. But like, Costello himself is also an idiot in that scene. Just we don't see it because he cannot understand where. Where Abbott's getting, or wait, fuck, or the other way around. I just yeah, yeah. the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Abbott, sorry, fuck, Abbott does not understand how Costello's confused. He could clear it up in like two oh, seconds. Yeah. There would be no. By sketch. using the first name. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Bud who is his name? Like, it's not, yeah. it doesn't say yeah. that. So, like, um, it, the whole scene relies on the, the confusion of that. And it's so, I don't yeah. know. The misunderstanding, so, yeah. miscommunication, and, and both coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah. 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 It, uh, yeah. Costello's just asking honest questions. <laughs> yeah. That, that is telling to be clear about what the situation is. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about for like I, another interesting dynamic with uh, uh, status is in like group scenes or when you have multiple status relationships going on? Um, do you guys have any thoughts on on like how to manage multiple status shifts if you're doing something like a mono scene with with uh, three or more people or uh, like a like a narrative where? You're playing the same character whose status changes from place to place and person to person. I would love your take on that because to me, group <laughs> scenes are the hardest things I can oh, do. Really? Like once there's like four or five people in a scene, I I just get so like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? And yeah. then I think I do like like go into a weird fight or flight thing where I just you know fight, flight, or freeze, and I just freeze, <laughs> and I just make become yeah. the most neutral status person. And I, yeah, that's something I got to break my head out of. But I'd I love to hear your thoughts. For a multi-person, but the more <clears throat> people, the more I lean towards this, uh, finding what the wants are. Uh, if you think about the Joey and Travis, uh, eight hungry or 12 hungry men, hangry men, uh, <laughs> like these are 12 characters who, who either want a party sub or, or pizza. I forgot what it was. Um, but you have to establish in the beginning, like, what is the common want or disagreement? You know, mm. do we want to, you know, do we want pizza or do we want a party sub? And your status is to what degree do you want that want? If you're, uh, if you're, uh, if you're neutral and you can go either way, you can have fun with that because anytime more people want the thing on one side, you can lean towards that. And then if someone comes up with a better argument, you can switch. Uh, but you, for that dynamic to work, you have to have the others with strong wants at, at different degrees too. So you're always playing that game of, uh, it, it's kind of like being a, uh, the youngest child. Like you have your two older brothers, uh, one might want to play baseball, one might play hockey, and they're trying to convince the younger brother to do, to stick to their side. You know, like uh, mm -hmm. what what great argument can you come with? How can I manipulate you either emotionally or or give you uh, another want to, to join my side? You know, and and just sticking to that, sticking that to that to that dynamic, and just playing that, and and using that as part of your status. Like I'm important to this because I'm going to make sure my want gets heard, or do I not care and I have low status? Yeah, I think that sums it up really nicely. It's basically a pick your battles situation, right? right? Where I wish I would just said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it. Uh, it's like it's like the idea of how badly do you want what you want right. um, is like you're sizing everybody else up, yeah. and you're like, I would fight them for that, but I would not fight them, right? Yeah. Right. And also, <laughs> Alan, I feel you in in like in like any uh, in like a group scene. Um, if I'm not like super locked into um, something, I'll, I'll be like, oh shit. And, and my, my move will be either to like go all the way zero status or try to be, yeah. and like just pick the extremes living somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Is hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, and I, I think I, I like what you said, Bob, about or both you guys about having the scene should have just one or two perspectives. Uh, because yeah, I think, uh, and I, not a thing about, I think I did the math on this once uh, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like, if you were in a scene like, you know, DeBiro, whose album comes out, uh, is already out at Go Comedy. <laughs> oh, you have, a, you have a comedy album? Talk yeah. So like the Bureau, the improv, I'm gr- the group I'm in, uh, whose album is currently out, uh, like has Where? nine members at gocomedy.bandcamp.com. Okay. <laughs> so the uh, so Bureau has nine members. And I think we did the math once. And it's like, if, if you like do each person like has an individual relationship with a, another person. Right. So like, you know, I have a relationship with Miranda. I have a relationship with Devin and the other Devin, like, right. But then Miranda has a relationship with Devin and the other Devin and uh, Jared, like, you know, each of us has different relationships with different people. It was like for nine people, I think it was something like 36 different relationships. Yeah. If we all just tried to come out in a scene and like, act the way that our status was to that person and revolved to everyone else, it would be complete and utter fucking cacophony and like uh, a disaster. <laughs> so like, yeah, I think that in somewhere else, we, we have actually just specifically been like, we have to pick like one or two perspectives. There's too many people. Yeah. I also, I love, I love that in a group of nine people and only naming like three other names, you chose the two people who yeah, have name. <laughs> it was easy to remember another name when I already said one. <laughs> there's me and Miranda, there's me and Devin. Devin. <laughs> uh, honestly, one of the moves I do so common, like if I if I'm finding myself in like a nine person scene, is I find someone who has the strongest want and I just become their yes man. Like, we want pizza. Hell yeah! We want pizza. Pizza all day. All we eat is pizza. I want to wake up and eat pizza. Pizza for lunch. I want to go to bed. Uh, sleeping with the next one pizza. Pizza is all we do, motherfucker. Like, pizza. <laughs> and I just, just ride his coattails, or her coattails, their coattails, the entire scene. Like, I am, I'm a caricature. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a good, that's a good move, too. And, and uh, yeah, again, it's, it's kind of like... Um, it that that uh elevating of status or just kind of like like yielding it's just a really nice supportive way to play and and oftentimes where a lot of the the fun is because it's not that person who who all the the attention is supposedly on it's you being a megaphone for that person that's probably the most fun which also lends to like if that person loses at it oh man maybe pizza's not as good as i thought it was i'm gonna try that sub yeah yeah Yeah. Um, well, awesome. This has been a, a great, so great conversation about status. Um, Alan, thank you for joining us. Uh, now, as far as I know, the Bureau has the Bureau, a new yes. out. And Wait, is it the Bureau? Or, uh, is it the Bureau or is it the Bureau? Uh, so the Bureau is what we formed as, and the Bureau is just what we have become. <laughs> 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 for a year and now, now <laughs> we, we came out on the other side of the coronavirus as the bureau i don't know what happened the we just started <laughs> we had started saying duh like oh what duh like we have all these we have like a million inside jokes and bits going on right now and yeah it's at some point we just became the bureau it's good for branding there's, there's, probably, there's right. probably a, a dozen 
the bureaus out there for a, you know a band or a, there's a TV show out there called the bureau right now. There, okay. it, I looked at it like if we are the bureau, uh, then it's like an architectural firm in Russia, and that's it. <laughs> Is that true? I mean, what do you have? <laughs> bureau architectural. I, I, well, it's, it's DA bureau, I believe. Uh, <laughs> but it's but you have thirty six different relationships going on at the same time. It's great that you guys can find one bit to stick to. <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, but that so the bureau's self-titled debut album is available at gocomedy.bandcamp.com that's right um, it's only nine dollars that's one dollar for each of us uh if if you were to do one dollar for each relationship that'd be 36 dollars. you can pay that much but that's too much you can just pay nine dollars and own it um, and we should also say that uh, so during the pandemic as uh, many many theaters and businesses are, um, uh, taking losses at, at this time. The Bureau uh, was generous enough to uh, put all of the sales into Go Comedy's uh, benefit. That's uh, right. Yep. Floating That's awesome, man. We are going to keep them running single-handedly. So get the yeah. word out because yeah. I don't. I don't know. You know, my, my Facebook flyers are not cutting it. We need. We need volume. Okay. Yeah. We need volume. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, anything else that you wanted to plug uh, that might be going on in, in the in the virtual world for you? Uh, uh, let's see. I'm having a baby. I'm moving. Uh, having yeah. album. <laughs> anything else? You know, you know, the baby or moving? I probably need oh. help moving. I probably yes. I come oh. come over Friday or Saturday with a truck. Uh, but this. Oh wait, this is next Friday. It's too late, guys. I'm sorry. I... Oh, no. <laughs> By the time this airs, only Bob will have been able to help me. <laughs> um, but, I got you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you working on... I, I, I feel like I did see... You cooking up any music projects, comedy music? Uh, uh, I've, I've been uh, working with the Family Jewels. Yeah. Uh, we have been uh, right. in discussions uh, for remotely producing an album. Um so we hopefully will uh we have we're we're still kind of in the writing stages of that. So I'm looking forward to what happens. I uh my personal contribution there has always been more of the the violinist than uh than like a songwriter because uh I I'm not super great at musical improv. Uh I have played music my whole life, but uh singing while playing has never been my thing and I don't know. But Dude, uh <laughs> violin clutch. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, that'd be so hard to sing while playing the violin. Just from like a recording perspective, <laughs> you know, I can retroactively plug the Go Ten by Ten albums, which are also both at GoComedy.BandCamp.com, uh, because the Family Jewels uh, have a song on there. Uh, the uh, what is it? Now I don't remember the name. Uh, stain uh, smear you. Smear you. That yeah. was it. It was called yeah. smear. I was like stain you, drain you. No, that was Nirvana. <laughs> smear you. Uh, you can buy that. That is available for purchase at, for ten dollars. Um, so the bureau's one dollar less. The album, not just that song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can buy that song. It's a really good one dollar. <laughs> $10 single by, by <laughs> um, okay well it, it's been a blast to talk with you great conversation about status um, and uh, all the best wishes 
to uh, you and the baby and the moo. And um, we will hope to catch up with you again on the other side. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Good seeing you, man. Yeah, you too. Great seeing uh, both of you. And we will catch you next time on Improv FAQ at length. Bye. Bye.